I drive zero RB in Dynasty. Pass up a young receiver? Nah, I couldn't be me. My fifth wide receiver, and it's only round seven. Not sure if I'm dead, cause I think this is heaven. Now forget what he said, and listen to me. What you really wanna do is stack those RBs. You can be Linda, just let me be frank. Those RBs on your roster is money in the bank. One says it's awful, the other says it's great. It's time to buckle in for a dynasty debate. Welcome in, welcome in, welcome in episode 77 of the Dynasty Debates, the best kept secret in all of Dynasty fantasy football. I am your humble host, as always, Evan Brown, the humblest host in the biz. You can catch me on Twitter at FFEvanLution. You can follow the show at Dynasty Debates, or you can drop an email, DynastyDebates at gmail.com. There are many ways to get in touch, give feedback, tell me what you like, what you don't like, what you adore, what you hate about the show. It's all good. And guys, episode 77, what better time to have the godfather of Dynasty Nerds fantasy football on than Rich Dotson at Dynasty Rich on Twitter. The man, the myth, the legend, the founder of Dynasty Nerds, sort of my boss in a way. How the heck are you, Rich? Oh, Evan, I'm doing good, man. Good here to talk some Dynasty fantasy football. Uh, Excited to be on. Yeah, thank you so much for coming on, man. It is an absolute pleasure to have you on. You can catch Rich weekly over at the Dynasty Nerds podcast, one of the co-hosts there. Um, Yeah, I mean, dude, honestly, it is so cool to have you on the show. I have been meaning to reach out to you for a while here, but man, it's awesome. Like I, my, you know, sort of origin story, getting involved in actually creating content is with Dynasty Nerds. I reached out to Garrett and we had a chat and then we just had a couple more chats and then he graciously invited me to come on and start doing some stuff with you guys and it's been a real awesome experience a real pleasure so first and foremost i just want to say thank you for creating a space for people like me to get into content creation to kind of share our passion and our thoughts and our views on things and you know just thank you for for that and i'm really yeah just thanks for taking the time to hop on here still obviously do writing and do some rankings and stuff with dynasty nerds and then do the podcast now as well um but yeah man like what What's, um, you know, I love origin stories. I was thinking, if you don't mind, what is the, like, just break down the origin story of Dynasty Nerds because it's such a great, um, a great sort of tool now that's being utilized by different people that are being able to bring their kind of views and opinions. You have so many different things that you do. You've got the Dynasty GM, you've got, um, obviously articles, we've got podcasts, you got merch, you got so many things going on. Where did this all start? What's the, uh, origin story, if you will? Yeah, well, you know, first, you know, thanks for being part of Dynasty Nerds and helping us uh, expand the game of Dynasty together. Uh, so I appreciate you just as much as you appreciate me. And thanks for all the kind words. And, you know, for Dynasty Nerds, it just started with my passion for Dynasty fantasy football. I started playing Dynasty, I mean, dude, almost 20 years ago and just fell in love with the game immediately. Just, couldn't get enough of it. It's just all my friends and I that were in a league together. That's all we talked about. We're just talking about trades, how bad uh, John Doe over there drafted his rookie picks, you know, how much better we are, what you know, always negotiating trades, talking dynasty literally all year long. And then after a couple of years, uh, I had a buddy who made websites. So I was like, dude, we should create a dynasty fantasy football website. There's no dynasty websites out there. Like, there's just none that exists. We should create one. And he's like, Ah, maybe. And it's one of those things that you're chatting with your buddies about and you're like, okay, yeah, maybe. And then time keeps going. And next thing you know, you blink and it's been five years. And 
Uh, same buddy, one of my best friends stopped by and uh, he had just created a new website about shoes or something. And I had been writing uh, some fancy content for another website. And I brought back up again and I told him, I was like, man, there's just not very many websites out there that contain the dynasty. I was like, and I'm a hundred percent convinced this game will blow up one day. Like it's will become massive. It'll be on ESPN. Matthew Barry will be talking about it. I promise you. Uh, and he said, he's like, all right. He's like, listen, he's like, I'll create the website. He's like on one condition. He's like, you got to start a podcast. And I was like, dude, what's a podcast. And he was telling me, he was like, Oh, it's like a radio show. Uh, on the internet. And I'm like, all right, well, whatever, dude. Yeah, I'll, I'll do a podcast. Uh, and, and that was it really. And just started out like, just, you know, like most people that start a business, uh, grinded, you know, writing articles, doing a podcast, trying to put, to promote the website, um, just everything we possibly could. And just continually staying consistent, creating content, creating content, creating content. And I was right. You know, like the game is since then, uh, we created the website of almost eight and a half years ago. And since then, I mean, it's night and day how much the community and the game has grown. You know, when I joined, uh, first started dynasty nerds, it was dynasty league football, uh, UTH. And there's like FF Oasis with Scott fish. Uh, there was, uh, a couple other dynasty websites and forgive me if I, I don't remember your website or the ones that are stick around, but uh, yeah, and that, that was it, man. And it just kind of put my head down and just focused on just being a content creator and trying to find a way to grow the game of dynasty because you know, my, my plan from day one is still the plan today is just grow the game of dynasty, right? The more content we create, the bigger the site gets, uh, the more we have opportunity to grab an audience, right? You know, I do some TV stuff and radio stuff here in the States and Ohio for like ESPN Cleveland um, and talk redraft. And, you know, at the end of the show, every time I'm kind of pushing these people to dynasty just to get a couple of people interested. And I love getting those emails or tweets saying, Hey, I didn't even know dynasty existed until I saw you on uh, TV or heard you on the radio. And I'm like, Oh yes, got another one. Cause all you got to do. If you like redraft football, all you have to do is just give them a little taste of dynasty and that's it. It's over within two years. They're like, I can't play redraft anymore. It's just not good enough for me. I, I need that fix. So yeah, man, it's just, it's just playing the game for a long time and being very passionate about it. A true joy that I still love to this day. And, you know, here I am eight and a half years later, still doing a podcast every, every Tuesday uh, for two and a half hours, not writing articles anymore. Thankfully, uh, and really focus on the podcast and kind of like managing the site because the site's grown so exponentially. Uh, you know, I, I feel blessed to consider dynasty nerds at the forefront of the game of dynasty. And it's just, it's, it's, it's really good feeling to see the game expand. You know, I never did this to, you know, make a ton of money or anything like that. It was literally to expand the game that I love. You know, it's like, it's like anything else. Like you want everybody to like what you like, you know, like, Oh, what's your favorite kind of music? Like, Ooh, do you like, you know, this band? Oh, uh, you don't like that band. I'm like, ah, oh, dude, that kind of sucks. You don't know what I'm into. Like you want everybody to be into what you want to. So I want everybody to be in dynasty fans football. I want to be at a picnic and I want to be talking about how bad your trade was or how bad your rookie picks were or, or how good uh, my trade was, or you know what I mean? I just want to have those conversations and be on a podcast like this. Now just talking dynasty fans football. It's a true joy. Uh, dude and i i love that because and one of the things that 
I really relate to and enjoy about Dynasty Nerds and what, what I love about you and Garrett and you know Matt and these guys is that you can feel that joy and the passion that you bring to it. You know, and like anything, it's a growing industry and there's a lot of new people getting into Dynasty that play it for the first time. There's a lot of new analysts getting into it. And I love that you guys are just so, you know, it's like you said, you can tell when you start talking about it. This is something this dude loves. Like he loves Dynasty Fantasy Football. He loves talking about it. He loves making trades still and that's that's great that's because that's why you know for me that's one of the reasons that i got into content creation if you want to call it that or whatever is because yeah i just love it like like i love dynasty fantasy football i loved you know american football and then got into playing redraft like most people really enjoyed that but then just like you said it just wasn't enough and i'd heard this word thrown around this magical word dynasty and i was like it really scared me at first you know, i was like man that that seems really like I don't know, man. If I am, I, am I ready for this commitment? You know, like it was like, you know, it's like this idea that it's like this marriage or something. Like I don't know if I can do that. Like you know, that that seems really scary. Like, and I wanted to do it, and I was like, and I didn't know what to do. So I literally just started going and like googling things like Dynasty Fantasy Football, and ended up finding you know play, shows like your, yours and things like that. And and it was just like such an interesting journey. And so, um, yeah, it's awesome to I love to hear that origin story and sort of I love to hear the passion that you still have for it. And it's not just like your clocking in your time and putting in the hours you're just you're doing it because you love it and for love of the game and you mentioned there obviously you've been playing dynasty for so long like that really made me think as well like what sort of are some of the key because i think that's fascinating is what are some of the key changes because you know guys like me who come into it in the last couple of years you know i can see superflex growing like crazy but even when i got into it it was still sort of like oh superflex that's a bit weird you know now it's becoming more and more like the norm what what are some of the biggest changes for you that you've seen in that time or some things that you're just like can't believe that is a norm now that was just like unheard of back then yeah one of the biggest changes that that going on today, which you just hit on, which I, I still can't believe I'd even think about it. Like the, the, just the evolution of the game and the possibilities of how you want to run your league. You know, do you want to be IDP? Do you want to be super flex? Do you want to be super flex tight end premium? Do you want to get points for first down? You know, Scott fish, Scott fish has been so innovative in that with the Scott fishbowl um, expanding these rules and you get you get 12 guys together and they just want to get a little bit crazier and a little crazier with it. So I think super flex is the biggest uh, thing we've seen where it's it's progressed to like starting the two quarterbacks tight end premium. It's that I mean it doesn't even exist when I play it. I mean when I started playing it was just standard, right? I didn't even have PPR. Like PPR was something I had to be convinced of twenty years ago to switch over to PPR. I had to be convinced to play superflex. You know, I had I literally I was like I don't know starting two quarterbacks, man. I I don't know. I'm a traditionalist. I like PPR one QB tight ends get a point and a half. I understand that they they can use a bump. And just like anything else, I got my little taste. And now I would, I don't even want to join a league if it's not super flex, you know, if it's not tight end premium, I want, I want to have all uh, players be on there. So I think the, 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 the ability to just manipulate your league and cultivate to anything that you want, right? You have 12 people that are passionate about the game and everybody gets a voice because all the leagues I run, it's, I may be the commissioner, but it's a very democratic situation. Like you have any ideas, put it to a vote and we'll all vote on it. If it passes, it passes. And if you don't like it, vote on it next year to try and vote it down. You know, it took me, it took, it took me one league. It took me nine years to get kickers and defenses eliminated every year. I put it to a vote <laughs> and that's how long it took me to get um, eliminated. So I think the biggest thing, you know, is just the formats that you could play now, like the opportunity. And 
and and the content. Oh my god, the content. I mean, like I said, when I first started playing Dynasty, when I first started playing Dynasty 18 years ago, I literally made up the rules as we went along. Like the fact that we have like taxi squads, we called them practice squads and we ran them all on Yahoo and then make tr- track of it. Um, the roster size, like we were just making up the rules kind of as we w- went along and voted on them. And some of that stuff came like dynasty, like the standard way to play dynasty, which is pretty cool. Um, but like I said, there was no content back there. Like you had dynasty league football, you had UTH, like there's just no content. And now, I mean, Everybody has a podcast. Everybody has a website. Everybody's creating content. There is so much information. And I don't say that negatively, right? Like I say that as like, because it's good. You know, when you have a podcast like yours, you have a podcast like ours and you have so many articles and, you know, you get so many different opinions on you, on you. The way I look at it is you shouldn't take anybody's opinion as fact, right? Like we're all analysts. We're all passionate about the game and we're doing our best to give you our opinion. And the good analysts are going to be right more than they're wrong. And, you know, it's your job to find an analyst that you like mold your game after. And you find a way that like, Hey, I, I believe in his strategy. That's the way I like to play too. Right. That's how I like to play. And then you find other analysts like that too. And then you kind of take all their opinions together and then you form your own opinion. And it's, it's a big thing we do at dynasty nerds, right? Like we built a GM tool to guide you through all your leagues. You know, we build the dynasty nerds film room. So you could watch the same game tape. We're watching these rookies to fill like form your own opinion. So, you know, we're trying to help you get as much information as possible because when you play dynasty, it's information. That's the Trump card. That's the pocket aces, right? The more information you have, which is the more time that you put into it is the better you're going to be as a dynasty player overall and give you a better opportunity to win a championship. So to see the game grow so much, from when I started and to see the so many different ways that you can play. It's been it's such a fantastic journey, man, of watching this game grow. And I've been so lucky to be a part of it from a growth standpoint, like very early on. So I've had this unique opportunity to like just really watch this game expand over the last 18, 19 years and to literally becoming everything I thought I'd become. And it's still not there yet, right? Because I still don't feel like the floodgates have opened, and they will eventually. But it's been it's been really fun. It's just it's literally night and day from when I started Dynasty Fantasy Football. That is so cool, man. Like it's it's just so it's really fun to hear those kind of stories and to kind of respect and and understand the evolution of it. You know, I think that's just really really cool. So appreciate you, you know, sort of sharing that story and stuff. I've got actually a couple of questions here. I'm going to get into just because a couple couple people um, just sort of hit me up on Twitter there when I said nice. you, you were coming on. Just with a couple of questions, and then we'll transition into um, the kind of purpose of this episode or this show. Will just be we're going to talk startup because in the same vein of what you're talking about, I think as the introduction to dynasty fantasy football, if you want to, if you decide to get a bunch of guys together, guys and gals together, and you say, look, let's do dynasty, you're going to have to do a startup draft. And that can be a little bit intimidating. I know for me, I remember my first dynasty draft. I was like freaking out. I was like, man, what am I? I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what I'm doing. And it was like, you couldn't find the right, you know, uh, you know, resources to kind of give you, make you feel comfortable and confident. So that was kind of the brainstorm of, of having this episode and this kind of series was just like, Hey, let's actually just talk to you with one of the OGs. Let's just like talk it through. Let's talk some strategy, some hints and tips, some things that'll set people up, especially if they're newer to it or, um, or even if they've done it once or twice, but they want to get better at it because it is, there's a skill to doing a startup draft and there's ways to really mess it up. Oh, 100%. 
hundred percent. I've unfortunately figured that out myself through uh, <laughs> trial. Evan, it's the reason why people are in so many dynasty leagues. It's li- that's the number one reason because every time you play. And every season you go through, you get a little bit better, right? You feel a little bit more knowledgeable. We've mentioned before all this content. You like the more content you consume, the better you'll be. And you're like, dude, if I could just do one more startup, if I could start over, <laughs> I would do so well. And then like you do join another startup, and then you're like, oh man, I should have I should have went left where I went right. But you know what? Next startup I join, I'm for sure getting it right for sure. I'm not yeah. reaching on anybody. Definitely. No, exactly. So it's going to be great. It's going to be a lot of fun. This episode is going to be great. We're going to talk through all that sort of stuff. So we'll get a couple questions in here first. First question, everyone. Question. 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 I have a lot of questions. It's a ridiculous question. How dare you? This is so important. I should run to answer it. So first question is just a little bit of a sidebar. I think they just wanted to get your opinion on this. They said, what chance does Christian Watson have of being the wide receiver one in the 2022 draft class that comes in off Ben Schmidtke off of Twitter? So shout out to Ben. Thanks for the question. What are your thoughts? Obviously, Watson getting a lot of hype. I put up a little tweet the other day just saying like I was in a rookie draft and I think he went 102, which I think is insane personally, but... But he's a good player and it's a good situation. What are your thoughts on chances that he could, you know, a year from now we look back and say, oh, dang, Watson was the, uh, he was the, he was the dude. Yeah. I mean, being number one overall, like, it'll be the number one rookie. I mean, of course he has a chance. Um, do I think he's the best prospect? Absolutely not. Uh, he's got a lot to work on. Small school prospect, really good at going north south, uh, a little bit of hand issues. But to be the number one rookie wide receiver this year, uh, he has a very high chance. I mean, he's competing with Alan Lazard and Robert Tunyon for targets and Sammy Watkins. Uh, Sammy Watkins hasn't even reported yet. Even though the, he, he's he got some uh, things he needs to work on, what better player to work on those things with the back-to-back reigning you know, MVP of the NFL and Aaron Rodgers, the most accurate, you know, one of the most accurate quarterbacks in the NFL today, doesn't throw interceptions, puts the ball uh, where it needs to be, can get the ball downfield where it needs to be, and that's what Christian Watson does well. So he has a really good chance. This, this, this class is intriguing. There's a lot of people in the same tier. And, you know, even though I'm saying that about uh, Christian Watson, Sky Moore has that chance if he can establish himself in Kansas City. Traylon Burks doesn't have a lot of people to compete targets for this year. Um, besides Robert Woods, obviously Drake London doesn't have anybody to compete with targets as well. So, um, I think Christian Watson is probably one of the odds on, I would say outside of Drake London, Christian Watson has pretty good odds to be the number one fantasy receiver amongst rookies for 2022. I don't, I don't envision uh, a Jamar chase jump or Justin Jefferson jump jump, but long-term, uh, We'll see. I mean, because like even some of the guys you love, like Garrett Wilson, you know, he he's dependent on Zach Zach Wilson. Uh, he's got Elijah Moore there to compete. You know, uh, Traylon Burks. We don't know who the quarterback's going to be in in three years. We don't know who Christian Watson's quarterback is going to be for three years. So as much, you know, for me, Sirius, I love Christian Watson because Aaron Rodgers. I mean, what if Aaron Rodgers is isn't even there for twenty twenty four? Then who's throwing the football? You know, I know they've had luck with Brett Favre, and I know they got Aaron Rodgers, but we just don't know. And when I try to do, when I play Dynasty, I try to stay in those two- to three-year windows, right? Like, I've, I've been saying on the Dynasty podcast forever, hashtag two- to three-year windows, especially when it comes to running back, because the game changes so much and so quickly. And it's so easy when you play Dynasty because you think long-term, you say the word three years and two years, you're like, oh, that's not long enough. Like, 
I say it all the time, dude, just go back. If you're in a league that's five years old, go look at your roster three years ago. Matter of fact, go look at every team's roster three years ago and look how drastically different they look. Um, it's it, as the game evolves, your team evolves. You're constantly making trades in the offseason. You're constantly making draft picks. Like it's just, it's it's never ending. So yeah, I like Christian Watson. I guess is a long winded <laughs> point of me. Is that yeah? Like so, yeah. I mean, upsides there. I but I mean, if I had to pick a favorite, sure. I mean, it's him or Drake London. Uh, and Watson's got the number one uh, quarterback. So in my opinion, I would imagine Christian Watson would be the number one fantasy football rookie receiver for 2022. Love it. So a couple more questions here. And these ones I kind of threw out on Twitter saying that we were going to talk startup and all that kind of stuff. So a couple more kind of strategic questions here. So the next one comes in from Bruins Forever 37 at Twitter. So thank you for the question. It says, when trying to trade back to acquire more picks or future picks, um, how do you know what's fair value? And I think this is a great question because I think this is one of the biggest stumbling blocks for a lot of new people is, you know, they hear, oh, you should trade back or whatever. And then the values and everything gets confusing and people over trade back or they trade back too much or not enough. So I think that's the, the kind of the heart of his question is, you know, he gives an example here of giving up a third for their fifth and their seventh or giving up a third for a fifth and a 23 first. Like, where do you how do you help make sense of that? And how do you decide that's good value or that sucks? Uh, I Well, first of all, I like both those trades. I would move back for both those offers. I'd be back from the third for a fifth and a 23 first. I would be back from the third for a fifth and a seventh. Um, I think what makes it a fair trade is how the trade works out, right? Like it, it, time will tell. Time will give us the answer. And what do you feel comfortable with? You know, it, you can't put a trade on Twitter and be like, oh, that trade sucks. Well, most people don't even know the, the, the premise or your league scoring or who's on your roster. If it makes your team better, right? Like it, it, you're putting out in a vacuum. It's so hard. Like I said, there's so many different ways to play. You don't even know. So for me, I think what makes a fair trade is first of all, is what you're comfortable with. Right. And, and that's, and for a novice player, I, I would assume it's So say you're a startup, you're in, in a novice player. So this is a first year playing dynasty and your real concern say, Hey, I want to move up and I'll give you a fifth and a seventh. Like put like, okay, let me, let me look in that use. Don't, this is why we have trade calculators on the dynasty GM and you get, they have trade calculators everywhere um, for dynasty is use those for reference, right? Like, so if you use those, they're not fact, they're not, they're not the, you know, the, the bill of rights. It's, it's a good reference point to say like, Hey man, I just put this in a trade calculator and it says I'm losing by a mile. Well, guess what? The people that build these tools put a lot of time into it, and they 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 do the best they can to give you a cl- a broad spectrum. So that that's the best way is like put some time into that trade, right? Like, okay, he's offered me a fifth and a seventh. You have so, like I said, we have we said earlier, you have so many tools. You have Twitter, you know, like, hey guys, real quick, I I just put I, is this trade good? You'll get a hundred responses telling you it's great or. It's not. Um, you hope to put a poll out and you hope those poll results come back 50-50 because then you know it's really fair. There's, I mean, there's groups like our the Dynasty Church Facebook group has over 15,000 members. Put a trade in there and people are going to get tons of responses. So to me, as, as somebody who's been playing a while, what I think fair is what is my return, right? Like what is the upside that I'm getting? What am I losing? So if I'm trading out of the third round, you know, I might be trading away DJ Moore 
but who am I getting back in the fifth and seventh? And that's where ADP comes to effect, right? Another tool that really benefits you definitely during a startup. I, I encourage everybody during a startup, you got to have an ADP list in front of you because rankings don't matter. ADP matters. Like over, let me take that back. Rankings do matter for your own personal rankings, but just because if you rank, let's say you rank uh, Cam Akers really, really high, like you love Cam Akers, yeah, uh, you know his, you know his mom. He's your favorite player. Just because you love him, or there's a rookie you love, doesn't mean you draft him first overall. Like that's where AD becomes a value. Like okay, if there's a player you love, you take him around earlier, but and maybe two rounds earlier. But you got to make sure and you got to be smart during that startup about where you get these players. So if you're trading DJ Moore and you're looking at ADP of the fifth and seventh round, start looking at those players that you're going to get. Cause now you have two picks there. You have two fifth round picks, two seventh round picks. And I love, I love trading back in startups. Definitely right around there, like round two, round three, because you know, you, you get, you're giving away a DJ Moore, but then you're getting back in Amari Cooper and then a Christian Watson or uh, Amari, you know, you're getting, a quality running back or a really good tight end, or maybe it's a one QB league and you can get, you know, in the fifth round, you can get Justin Herbert. You know what I mean? Like there's a lot of ways and maybe you wouldn't want to take a quarterback in a fifth, right? Cause you're like, Oh, I need to wait to the six, but now all of a sudden you have two fifth round picks. So now it's a luxury to have, or like, okay, I can get Justin Herbert and I could get Amari Cooper or I can get Mike Williams and Justin Herbert and go with the stack. And now I have two seventh round picks. Um, so I can grab a couple of running backs I want or that tight end I want. So, I like I do like trading up back. I don't like trading up. I don't like giving up assets. But what is fair is what the two owners agree upon. And what do you get? And you won't know about that for another year, right? Like you gotta play the season out because what looks like a good trade today, and this is why I hate, you know, early on when we talked about vetoes, people go like make a trade and like that trade's so unfair, you got ripped off. You know how many times I've seen somebody say that? And the person that allegedly got ripped off ended up coming out the major hero in the trade. And the person that was supposed to rip the other person off, like lost everything, right? Like, Oh, you just gave all that up. For, that's all you got for Christian McCaffrey. What a bum. That's all you got for Saquon. That's a terrible trade. Oh, wow. Now Saquon and Christian McCaffrey haven't played in two years and you got Michael Pittman jr. And you got uh Justin Jefferson. Like who's the loser now? You know what I mean? Like it's, it, it's, it's yeah. like so hard to tell. Um, right away but i mean what it comes down to is what do you think's fair what do you feel comfortable with and if you're not experienced enough to know that use the tools that are out there today to help guide you you know and make your best decision that you possibly can and sometimes you're going to be right and sometimes you're going to be wrong it's a game of dynasty it's what makes it so fun you know if everybody was right all the time then what's the fun in that yeah no i think that's that's a great answer because I love what you said about the ADP. And I think that maybe, especially for people, you know, that come from a redraft background, you're probably used to thinking about ADP anyways. You're like, oh, I'm, sure I'm going to target this guy in the third round, this guy in the third. So use that. You can find ADP lists now. I mean, things like Sleeper and stuff like that, they have the ADP built in. And I know it can get a little bit confusing maybe if you're scrolling down and trying to do the maths, but well, there's things like Fantasy Pros. In. There's things, you know, oh, literally. No. You can just have lists where it's like, okay, so here's guys in the third round. Here's guys in the fourth round. And I think that was a really good question. I like, I like the answers. Um, and then the last question here, just before we move on, how do you keep 
track of fantasy notes. So players you like, dislike, what future moves you want to make. As I listen to podcasts, I take notes, but I've always wondered if there's something better, a system, a template. Should I be using my own rankings? Um, this comes in from Josh Beeb9 on Twitter. So thanks for the question. I think he's just sort of saying, you know, yeah, like you're getting all, like you said, all this knowledge, all this content that you're, you know, but then also you get into the startup and you're starting to notice things about people you're playing with. This guy loves Cowboys players. This guy, you know, how do you keep track of all that? Is there a really good way that you do that personally? Or do you just take an old school notepad or what's your way of kind of remembering to take action on these things that you wanted to do? Well, I'm not, I'm not the right person to ask because I literally talk dynasty fantasy football five days a week. You know, I am researching dynasty five days a week. I literally do rankings for our website. You know what I mean? So like, I'm, you know, people are like, Hey, do you need notes for the show? Like I could just talk dynasty on a whim. Cause I do it. You know what I mean? All the time. Like it's part of my job to talk dynasty. So, um, what I would encourage, I guess, other people is, is do what I do. I mean, yeah, take notes. You know what I mean? Like, you know, um, everybody has a cell phone, right? And you have a notes option in your phone. Create a dynasty uh, notes tab. And if you hear a quick uh, thing on your podcast, maybe it's just a quick stat. Like, oh, wow. Like, I didn't know this stat. Like, I didn't know. I didn't know his drop rate was that. I didn't I didn't know Darren Waller scored a uh, majority of his points just week, weeks one through four. And then his he averaged only 12 points per game. Um, and then it got boosted by the end. I didn't know that. You know what I mean? Like, oh, this is this is a good trigger target because of this and just keep notes open and then delete them as you, you know, you go through that. And as far as making your own rankings. Yeah. I, I, I mean, that's not a terrible idea, but at the same time, I feel like most people kind of just know what they like, right? Like you could, and it's funny cause you can make ranking lists and then you're, you're caught up in this draft and you're like, Oh, this is, I got to go this way. You know what I mean? It's so easy to break off of those. I like ADP more than rankings in a, a startup, but I think it's definitely good to take notes. Um, I take notes all the time, just like little, t- I'll see little tidbits of information all the time, like all over the place. And I'm just writing them down on my phone. Uh, if I have my laptop, I'll put them in my, in, in a word uh, thing. And then when I get ready for my podcast, like I'm looking at all my notes for the week and I'm taking that information and just kind of cultivating it. If I'm doing a startup draft again, it's different for me because you know I do this every day. So for me, it, there's no huge surprises about guys that I want. And you know, if you are doing a startup, like just figure out a couple of guys that you really want, right? Like, don't be afraid to reach for those guys. So, like, if you say you're you're doing your research, you have some notes, and you, like you said earlier, like guys that you want in the third or here, like write th- like write those guys down so that way they're you're con- cognizant of it and that you know that as as that draft list comes down, ADP gets closer, like, oh, I know I want to come away with Michael Pittman Jr. I think he's going to have a really good year in a third-year breakout. His ADP says he's going right around 32. I have picked 24. I'm taking Michael Pittman at 24, no matter what. You know, it's like it's like the draft day movie, like Michael Pittman, no matter what. Uh, <laughs> it, it's, yeah, it's just, I mean, all of that, right? Like, it's kind of like we were talking about before, like, just, it's all encompassing, right? Like you're doing everything. The more that you do, the better off that you'd be. So if you just do rankings, okay, well, you know, all the players and you kind of have them listed, but do you know their ages? Do you know their contract status? Do you know their ADP? Do you know the, their offensive, how their offensive lines ranked for the running back, how much they run the football, who they drafted? Like there's so much more that you like, you could dive into like for these players. And then, you know, like, 
how do I want to form my team? Do you know, do I want to, do I want to do a team early? Do I want to go all young? Do I want to do a team that can compete right away? Do I want to do the productive struggle where I just trade back, trade back, trade back and like get all the draft capital for the future? I mean, there's so many different ways you could tackle it. So, I mean, the first, that's the first thing you want to do is like kind of sit down like, well, how do I want to play dynasty just in a startup? Like, how do I want to approach this? Do I want to go young? Okay. What players do I target? You know, it's just taking notes, doing research. It's like anything else in the world. The more time that you put into it, the better off you will be. So all the above is the answer, Evan. Do it all. Like do as much <laughs> as that you feel comfortable with, you know, because you can honestly do it where you just get ADP list and you can just go down. Like you don't do any of the research. And you just go off the latest ADP list. Like, oh, yeah, I like this guy. Oh, I like this guy. You know, like, oh, I like this rookie. I like Khalil Shakir in here in the you know, 20th. Like, sure. So, yeah, man, the more you put into it, the better off you'll be. So all the above. Do, do as much as you feel comfortable <laughs> with. Yeah, no, I love that. Um, I think that as well, you know, I really like what you said there because one of the worst, I mean, if you haven't done a startup, okay, you'll you'll find this out. One of the worst feelings is telling yourself that the dude's going to be there the next round and then he isn't. You know, that is one of the oh, worst. We jokingly talk worst. about it all the time. Getting sniped is the worst. You know, you sit there and you think, oh, um, I'm, I'm sure Devonta Smith will still be there next round. I'm going to go ahead and take that extra running back or whatever. And then uh -huh. he goes like two picks before you and you yep. just, you're just completely, you're devastated. You know, that's that's where I started to like be interested in being trained up, you know, like where you're not trained up a full round, but you're like, oh, you're getting closer. Like you said, because, you know, you're going to get sniped. I always feel like I'm going to get sniped <laughs> no matter what. And it's usually the pick right before me is how it usually goes. So like if there's a player I like that's like four picks away. That's right. Like I love him. Like say Devontae Smith. Like I love Devontae Smith. Like that's when I'm going to try and trade up and just not let luck fall into it. Like, hey, dude, like. What do you want for pick four? Oh, there's a player I love. Okay, well, I'm going to guy right behind him. Hey, if my guy's on the board, can we have a trade ready? You know what I mean? Like, I'll give you my pick, and I'll bump you up the next round, and I'll bump you up in a 17th round, too, and I'll just move back to those picks. Cool, cool. Because like, it's so much easier to make those kind of trades when it's just a couple picks. Because so many people like so many people don't want to move back two rounds or a full round. Um, it's so easy to move up just a couple spots because most likely – um, they weren't going to take that player, but I really like to make sure that I can get my guy that way. Cause you're right. You're going to get sniped more times than you, than you're, you know, you want to every draft over yeah. and over oh, yeah. and it's over painful. Again. And that's a great, I love that as well. That's another great tip. We haven't got into the main talk and you're just dropping these knowledge bombs on people. I love it. Um, because yeah, I, I think that you're so right because a lot of times, you know, people are you know, we're, you know, you hear all the time, don't trade up, don't trade up. Like, like it's a, a cardinal sin or something, but the truth is there's always a time and a place for everything, you know? And a lot of times it is hard to trade up multiple rounds because then you're giving up so many assets and that's a lose, lose situation usually. But like you said, to your point, and I've done that myself at times, you know, just three picks, you know, you just need to get, a, you just need to get three picks up because you know that your dude's going to go and it's going to break your heart and it's totally worth it. Because at the same time, there's nothing better. There's honestly, I don't know if there's a better feeling than leaving a, a startup draft and just loving your squad and being like, oh, I got my dudes. I got this guy. And look at this. Oh, and look at that. And oh, man, this guy. Oh, I love this guy. You know, it's just. I can't believe he fell this far. <laughs> yes, absolutely. That's, that's what happens. It, I mean, it's so hard to prepare for a dynasty draft too, too because it's you, every draft you do, you have no idea which way it's going to go. You can put, we just said before, do all that time, put all that time in. And it can literally go out the window because your draft changes so drastic. Like, okay. I'm going to go receiver, tight end, receiver, running back, receiver, quarterback, running back, running back. You know, and then all of a sudden you're like, you're in the draft board and like 
<laughs> there's this value screaming in your face. And you're like, okay, I told myself I was going to take a running back here for sure. But dude, Amari Cooper's on the board here at the fifth round. Like, what am I going to do? Or Mike Williams is still here. Like, what am I? I, I have to take him. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't even know what's going on. Like I'm on Twitter. Like, did he tear his Achilles? What's going on? You know what I mean? So you, yes. And that happens more times than you're not, not either. Like you, you have to pivot during these drafts. Like it's another good strategy is like going in with almost no strategy, right? Like find the best player, take that player. Like don't yeah, pigeonhole yourself. You know what I mean? Like, don't do that. Don't say, man, I got to take a I got to take a running back here. Cause I have enough running backs here. And you take Naheem Hines and then, <laughs> Sky Moore's on the board. You know what I mean? Because like you had yeah. to take a running back, like, you know, like take the better player and then figure that out later. Right. Like figure out the trade. Exactly. Later, you know, no, that's that. I love that because that is so true because honestly I was, you know, that's kind of where I've come to personally. And, and that's just where I'm at is like, I almost don't have a, a strategy when I go into startups now, because it's just been too many times where exactly like you said, I'll go in and be like, okay, right. It's super flex. I'm going to go quarterback, quarterback. Then I'm going to do this. And then, you know, and you kind of get these ideas and then you go in and it's like, wait, nobody's taking a quarterback yet. And like, you know, like I'm 11 picks in, what do I do? You know? And it's just like, you know, there's so many different curveballs that can come your way. So you can, especially if you're newer, if you've kind of pigeonholed yourself in to be like, I'm going to do this, I'm going to go quarterback, running back, running back, wide receiver. Um, it's kind of a lose, lose situation because like you said, you just don't know. ADP is great. ADP gives you a general consensus, but a lot of times, especially if maybe you got a whole league of newer people or you've never drafted with those people, um, ADP can just go out the window at times you know sometimes yeah. and it's just like yeah because people are going to draft i mean people like people have favorite nfl teams so they're going to reach for some of their players or they have a player they just love i mean there's not a single draft that goes by and a player goes by i'm like wow he really took him there like wow okay like way to go and it said it's easy to have a strategy for the first two maybe three rounds but after that it's out the window 100 percent. well there you have it ladies and gentlemen i'm just gonna cut it there because we're coming up to 40 minutes and i want to keep this fairly easy to listen to and think about there's a good bit more that me and rich talk about i'm going to release that later in the week as part two um, where we just get straight into it and it's just pure startup strategy hints and tips um, for the second part so thanks again for those questions hopefully you enjoyed this episode if you enjoyed it, might I just encourage you to take 30 to 45 seconds of your super busy lives and drop a little rating or review on your favorite podcast listening platform. It really, really helps and I really appreciate it. And guys, hopefully you will be back again with us later this week to find out the rest of these great startup strategies. I drive zero RB in Dynasty. Pass up a young receiver? Nah, I couldn't be me. My fifth wide receiver and it's only round seven Not sure if I'm dead cause I think this is heaven I forget what he said and listen to me What you really wanna do is stack those RBs You can be Linda, just let me be frank Those RBs on your roster is money in the bank One says it's awful, the other says it's great It's time to buckle in for a dynasty debate